0: I'm Libby Fulton and I'm Greg Greenville and, and we, we like, like to garden we like to garden we like we like to garden we like to garden, garden. We, we like we, like, we, we like, like to garden hi everyone welcome to the show hi everyone we've got another thrilling episode for you
1: I just another installment we're up to episode
0: 37 stop we're gonna be 40 soon
1: I know. And literal age and <laughs> podcast episodes. <laughs> no, nah, we're a few years. We're a few yeah, years. Time, time.
0: <sighs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves.
1: <laughs> uh today we're talking about growing in containers, which seems kinda of basic, mm. would you say? But actually when you look into it, there's a lot you can do with containers.
0: Yeah, it's a lot.
1: More than you would think. And we're gonna tell you about it. So keep listening in your ear holes. <laughs> First up, what are the benefits? So there's actually even more benefits than you would think of. So it doesn't have to just be because you've got a small courtyard garden and that's it. Yes. Uh, it is a really good reason to grow in pots, but it, you don't have to, like you shouldn't grow in pots just because of that. Agreed. So when you're growing in pots, you can adapt the soil type that you're using, uh, for what you're growing like you can have super free draining if you're growing alpines you can have kind of really heavy soil if you need to you aren't limited to certain plants because of your soil type if that makes sense so i I think that's the key yeah so you can grow things that you might not otherwise be able to grow in your garden essentially
0: how liberating how liberating
1: what a whole new world is opening up up for you right now it does so like for example in Libby's old garden it was like really wet mm. and you often had your bulbs die <laughs> so you might have been better you would have been better just to always plant your bulbs in pots
0: and I did in the end but you know it took yeah I was a, a slow learner
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're just learning by experience you're letting mother nature guide yep. you Another reason is that it's easy to chop and change and rearrange your plants for different looks Mm -hmm. and throughout seasons. If you're using annuals or even if you are using perennials, we'll get to that. (laughs) But you can move them around to create different kind of vibes for yourself, which is really cute. It's easy. There's no digging and there's hardly ever any weeds. So that's a real win. And it's a really good way to get kids into gardening because it's easy. So, they can get really fizzed about
0: it. It ties in well at the moment with that New World promotion. Oh my God,
1: yes. I don't shop at New World. I'm not bougie enough, so I don't get any of that little garden stuff. Yeah,
0: I'm not as bougie, but people like to give me their little gardens, and I'm here for it. The kids love
1: it. Great way because they come in little, give me little gardens.
0: Great. They come in the little pots already, and then you can put that pot into a pot straight away. Yeah, again, keeping
1: seeds alive. Very stressful. very stressful i'm going to get to that later in the episode but for now that's
0: we'll park that and it's very stressful <laughs> when you could find those soil discs and you've done it with them outside and then one of them decides to do it in their little kitchen inside in a playroom on the carpet and then comes out yelling, <laughs> oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. And then you find the baby in there covered in soil and you don't even know where the water came from. He's soil in his mouth over the carpet on the wall stained because you know that potty oh my- mix, it just goes for miles. Jeez. So that's fun. I feel like
1: I remember being a kid
0: and just not thinking things through. Like, you just don't. You don't. And you do not expect the baby to just suddenly appear and just start <laughs> rampaging through it. Oh my God,
1: Freddie. <laughs> he is mobile now. He is onto it.
0: <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> he
1: loves that dirt. Yeah. Uh, another benefit, mm-hmm. moving on from that, is that you can grow tender plants a lot more easily. Yes, this is so great. Yeah so this and this is for a lot of people in New Zealand and generally in the world if you don't live in a tropical climate then this is the only way that you can really grow tender perennials uh, because you can put them away in winter keep them safe so one thing that I really want in my garden one day not in this Mm. garden because it's not the vibe but in one garden that I have one day I really really
0: want bananas which just surprises me um I can't envision it, but I'm imagining they've got those banana
1: leaves. Uh, Yes, there's the banana leaves. I'm not actually, like, interested in growing the fruit. I don't think they are (laughs) fruiting the ones that I want. I don't really. I'm not so dizzy to grow my own bananas. My bobbies are fine, but... (laughs) um, we can't keep them in our winters, so Monty always has them. They get so big, so in a season, so they'll be cut back completely yeah. to the base of the pot, <gasps> and then in summer, they grow like two
0: and a half, three metres tall. They are massive. Well, you see them in the plantations, but I didn't know that you cut them down like that. Yeah, well, yeah. And then, and so then over winter,
1: right he just puts them away somewhere? He puts them away, Yep, yeah. He wraps them up in blankets and puts them in like a shed. Oh, stop it. Yeah. yeah his
0: special so, banana blanket. just tucks them away for the winter he's pretty cute I was gonna um, Uh, say about this because I've always wanted to have my nana had um, a bird of paradise and up north I know that mm. they grow outside in people's gardens but it's such a good option for down south to be able to have it in a pot yes Mm. yeah it's in it's yeah
1: the only way that you really can have them so go them
0: and another thing it's great for plants that spread their roots super vigorously, that you love, but you don't want them to overtake your garden, so you don't want to put it in, but you can contain the roots in a pot, like mm-hmm. mint.
1: Mint essential. And you know, I've seen people grow mint in pots, but they bury the pot in their garden yes. Back, so they can still have it in their border, yeah. but there's no danger of it taking yeah, over. Or
0: lemon barn, anything that, you know, you just, mm. once it's in the ground, you, at least you're really confident you you're going to love it for over there. It'll just take yep. over. <laughs> yeah. Using pots can add uh, interest, texture, and different shapes to your garden. You can use different height pots to create a tableau of interest. And 100%. I, I think just like working the heights in your garden bed can look incredible done right. So can mm. a tableau of pots done well yes. it just can look phenomenal and i've never nailed yes. it but i also have high hopes that one day i will
1: yes and you know what i reckon my issue has been with this yes. is that i haven't got enough variety of heights Height? pots yeah okay yeah because tool pots are so expensive <laughs> like, <laughs> that's
0: been my major drawback <laughs> it's just price i get price out of the body market mm. uh you can also get great self-watering tools So Mm. they make container gardens even more appealing and, like, super carefree. But um, there are some frustrating issues with container gardening. Mm. But they are, like anything in the garden, quite easy to overcome. So one thing that happens is over time you can get compacted soil. So you can use vermiculite or pebbles, or vermiculite through your potty mix, but you can yep. put pebbles into the bottom base of your pots, mm-hmm. which will r- reduce the amount of soil that gets washed away when you rewater. water And the vermiculite through it will just help aerate it at the same time and help add space into it. And I think bark chips, you often see in some potty mix, that's why they have bark and oh, things yeah, in. Yeah. Kind mm. of keep it loose and not so heavy. Yep. Loosey-goosey. Loosey-goosey. Overheated plants. It's just obvious. If the pots are in full sun or the container material or colour absorbs too much heat you can just use some light color pots or some more mm. um, absorbent pots or move the pots in summer to a shadier position if that works well with those plants. Yes
1: and I learnt this with black pots because black pots I don't even know why they're sold. They <laughs> why like are they sold? <laughs> but I feel like everything I put in it just frizzled. Frizzled. <laughs> like no wonder. <laughs>
0: I, yeah and they say like if you're losing too much water maybe switch from like a clay to a plastic to hold it but then it just frizzles so yeah i just don't and we'll see the get point to the different materials yeah. you can use as well what about when you, you plant something in a pot and it says it's for pots but it's still not thriving so double check if you've put more than one thing in again with like companion planting maybe they just don't like each other
1: true there so
0: you just need to sort it out Just sort it out. Just like bickering siblings. Sort it out amongst yourselves, guys. (laughs) Or don't. But they won't. They won't. You (laughs) You do need to sort it out. Yellowing leaves. So uh, you might be overwatering. And I've seen this sometimes on some pots that of mine. I've never overwatered a pot. I have. (laughs) I can guarantee that. I have on a Daphne, which probably should never have been in a pot to begin with. No, that was in my container. Book. Oh, well, there you go. So I, don't, I think it just got too hot the spot I had it. Mm. Some plants that survive down south may still need to be protected, like as we talked about with the tender ones. You just need to frost cloth them or baby them away, like Monty does mm-hmm. clearly over winter, so that the frost won't get yeah. them. And this one seems obvious, but happened to be continually at my old address. So <laughs> pots constantly topping over in the wind is either wrong location or they're too top heavy and you have the wrong pot for your plant. And one of yeah. mine always did it and used to scatter around. I was like, oh, it's just the wind. would really, <laughs> I should have just put it in a different spot. It got a bigger pot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we'll mention in a little bit. But yeah, if you've got a tall plant, like a tree, you really need like a heavy big pot to anchor it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so when you're grouping your plants um, really quickly, this is like anything in your home. And we've talked about this mm. before as well. And in your garden bed, groups of threes and fives look the best. And the most pleasing is just somehow how our weird human brains work. Mm-hmm. They look, people like it, and it looks pleasing to the eye. So remember that when you're grouping your pots around the place, threes threes, and fives.
0: What if you have a long pot, Greer, which I've been bought in, the past, I don't know what you like. A that. long, narrow pot, like an oblong shape. Oh, yep, yeah. like a planter box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think you plant the box all in one thing, or try and do it like alternative? What's more pleasing? Because I feel like I'd never nail this.
1: I well, I have a long, narrow box that I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to get two rows of stuff in. Mm. And so what I have done before is I've planted alternate, so I can fit about five things in it, and I'll do three of one and two of the other. And that's
0: pleasing, because again, you've got hit the number five. Yeah, yeah. So
1: one thing that plants, um, pots and plants can um, achieve really well in gardens is vertical interest, and it's really important as I'm learning that you keep vertical interest in mind when you're doing your pots so height is really important in garden beds themselves and you try and get the different layers in there and planting and containers is no different and this is something that I struggle with in my garden mm-hmm. beds as well so there is no surprise that I struggle with it with my pots either <laughs> but you can add height by adding trees so Japanese maples go great in a pot and we actually have one in a pot that sits in a garden bed to raise yes. it up to show it off, which is also another option. You can just put your pots in your garden bed. It's really not a big deal, so I'm going to try it out. And then there's bay and olives, uh, quite classic ones to keep in pots as well, and they can add quite a formal structure and feel to the area. So if you've got, uh, it depends what you want from the garden, I guess, in all your space. Say if you have a smaller courtyard that is, you want it to be quite formal. Go with those more formal kind of structured plants, and then uh, citrus also loves a pot, which I'll and then you get a crop off it as well. So double whammy, double whammy, yeah. And shrubs, I would never think of putting a shrub in a pot, but you can. So they can also give really good height and structure if they're grown as standards. Also, so things like box and holly, and they also look really good in the winter. So you're getting year-round interest
0: holly actually would be really cool in a pot i've just really cool it now yeah
1: yes and then you can get um like bamboo and grasses to add really strong vertical lines to the arrangement and they kind of they're like a bit softer and they have a bit of movement into them so it's just creating a different vibe with the height and when you I say guess.
0: grasses do you mean like adding them as an underplanting to a tree or a shrub no,
1: I mean, as in like a miscanthus or uh, you know, like a like a matrix plant, something that's going to be quite tall in the pot, itself. not just yeah, in the pot itself. So that that is the feature. the feature of that pot, yeah. Uh, but you can also put smaller grasses in pots, obviously. But it wouldn't be. I'm talking about just if you're wanting to add that vertical interest, <laughs> yeah. And then you can also uh, add height by raising the pots themselves off the ground. Oh, smart. Yeah, so you can get stands, and I've done this in my garden before when I've had, all my pots are kind of like the same-ish height, and I, we just have, always have heaps of old bricks around because of various projects we've done, and I just make little stacks of bricks to put some on. Just a general so brick doing, right?
0: yeah.
1: Oh, aren't <laughs> I? So that when I'm doing my groupings, because I always usually do three pots in the same area, then I'll raise one up quite high and then have another one a bit lower and then another one on the ground. Yeah, I love that. So that it's kind of adding a little bit of a stepped thing. But you can buy straight up stands for them. And you can also use tables, benches, any kind of outdoor furniture you've got around you. Just get them on there and they'll look really good and be a point of interest, like it'll draw the eye. I was just
0: thinking about hanging pots for height in the opposite direction. So it's still vertical, but it's cascading down. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of like anything that's going to draw yeah. your eye up. So I was like yeah. bedding plants or creepers can work well to highlight an area or just add more interest. Agreed. And you can actually grow um, tomato plants downwards. What? So I got given this tomato plant hanger and so instead of the plant growing upwards and you're staking it and it growing upwards, it just grows mm. upon itself down. And
1: the, oh my god. And Does f- it hang over a pot and then grow down? It's Or do you hang it upside
0: down? The plant is in the pot and then yeah. it's it grows downwards. Like it So it's just an upside yeah. down tomato pot.
1: So the pot is upside down?
0: Yeah, it's like a special tomato hanging pot, the one that I got given. Oh, my God. How does the soil stay in it? It's got, to, it's got a hole, like, it's held in with the soil, if that makes sense. Like, oh it's not God, open yet. at the bottom.
1: I'm going to have to Google this when we um, finish up, because I'm very curious about yeah, it.
0: Yeah, and it grows downwards. And so then you just pick the fruit, like, at your height as well. How great, like, great.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. For those um, listening, Libby <laughs> was just miming picking fruit all around her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, So, choosing the right pots for your garden is really important and something that I did not take into account when I started gardening and I have ended up in a situation where all my pots, uh, most of them were just not right for the garden, not right for what I was trying to achieve and I've had to sell them. So, it's kind of start again. So, one thing to keep in mind is that pots of similar sizes or materials will help get that cohesiveness in your space, which is really important in a small space if you've got a courtyard or something like that or even a balcony Mm -hmm. and there's heaps of different not heaps I mean there's some different materials as well that to think about so terracotta obviously it's a classic and it's a classic for a reason it's very porous so it holds water and the color often looks good with green foliage which is not something I would ever have thought of but It does look good with green. It's
0: opposite on the colour wheel now you talk about it.
1: Yeah, so I just feel like that's why it's a classic, isn't it? And it also is frost resistant and gets through winter pretty much undamaged. It will weather, but it's not like other materials which can, uh, they might not last that many winters depending on where you live. So uh, wood is a really good insulator, Mm -hmm. which is why people grow citrus in those half barrels.
0: Yes because they're large but how good are they
1: yeah i just thought it was like a look that people liked but i didn't actually think about the fact that the wood is like used for a reason uh thin materials like plastic and metal won't survive heaps of winters but they are way more lightweight and easier to move around once you start getting into those big sizes that can matter (laughs) it's really hard to move the
0: big pots. it really is it's no joke i've no, definitely we actually got tried to move some big pots before because i couldn't <laughs> wait for someone to help me yes.
1: we actually got one of these things from odorings it's like a little wire tray mm. with wheels on it so you put your pot on it and then you wheel your pot to where you need it to be oh that's a great idea I know. I always feel like a real old lady when I'm pushing it around, but God, it helps me.
0: I Now I think about it, we've got one to shift boxes, like one of those box trolley things. I could use that for my pots. Oh, like a sack bearer. A hundred percent. You could use a sack bearer. That would be way better because you could slide it under the pot. Mm. Another tip to think about is pots drainage because some plants might need a pot with more holes and others with less, which makes sense. Like, yeah. Depending on what I the plant n- needs and what you're using. I would never it. think of that. Yeah. And also you can think outside the box and repurpose or reuse anything that takes your fancy to use as a pot mm. or container. So I've seen old baths, people, you know, plant up outside in the mm-hmm. garden. Or um an old baked feed cad. I saw this on JVL. <laughs> it's so funny that he used old cans from inside. Who did? Jamie Oliver. Jamie Oliver. Yeah. <laughs> and so you don't need to spend much money. And he just put heaps of his vegetable, like garden seedlings and things in it, like greens and things, like rocket and herbs and stuff.
1: I mean, but how much can you grow on a big <laughs>
0: No, but it's better than nothing, Greer. <laughs>
1: I would almost think like it as you get a quarter of a cup of rocket, and you're like, "Cool, my salad's yeah. going to be so tight." Well,
0: hey, I've seen people like cut like milk bottles in half and things. So,
1: oh yeah, yeah, but that's a bit bigger than a baked bean. <laughs> <laughs> think...
0: I've seen it done. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. You no, can reuse. If, anyone, if
1: anyone's growing in baked tins bean this season, send me a photo because I'd love to know. Jamie where you're Oliver
0: growing. is okay
1: do you think i should dm him and ask him to send me a photo yeah
0: he's got a special gardener
1: i'm sure he does that helps probably him, got a whole host like of I stuff i like should know what his name is because i've seen a few of his shows um uh and as for pots and so that's the materials yeah but as for size um it really matters and i've written here am i right ladies?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and fellas
1: and uh, but for reals the basically the larger the pot, the easier it is to take oh. care of because it won't dry out as oh. fast. But that all sounds is sexy, pe- doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's for all my peeps with large pots. <laughs> I did not think it sounded sexy, just for the record. <laughs> but this is probably dependent on where you live. Uh, where we live, it gets really hot and dry in summer, and we get really hot, dry winds, and it's just like a nightmare to oh, keep a pot alive. Nightmare. So um, it can be a full-time job. So you go from taking care of seedlings to taking care of pots, and it's just... It never ends, does it? Uh, but that's fine. We do it because we love it. Uh, and actually, most plants don't have roots that go deeper than 40 centimetres so it's not essential to get huge expensive pots Uh, only really, you only really need huge pots if you want to plant trees so, and Something that I don't have any of, but I want to change that, is permanent plants in pots. Yeah. So if you do have them, you have to do a bit of maintenance on them. Like you'll need to repot them into bigger pots as they grow so their roots can stay healthy. And so they have more balance on the bottom, as we talked about yeah. before, so they don't topple in the wind. And when you're repotting, this is something that is a top tip when you're repotting it's important to only go up a size or maybe two so the book that i was reading recommended eight to ten centimeters bigger and if they go into a pot that's hugely different in size then they can get really overwhelmed and sad oh my god
0: that's really cute it
1: is cute eh? like like,
0: (laughs) Like, i've lived
1: this world (laughs) and you've just changed everything on there don't let me spread my wings too quickly mom Mom, I need to walk before I can run, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, once if your plant has reached its fullest potential and it can't go basically you're at a huge pot size and you can't go up anymore then you can start top dressing them and this is when you scrape off the top layer of potting mix from the pot and then replace it with fresh compost and add in some control release fertilizer and i had heard people talk about top dressing and i did not know what it meant so i'm glad that i do now
0: i've done this but didn't know it was an actual thing that it makes sense i've just done it because my pot kept tipping over in the wind and losing potting mix on the ground all the time (laughs) A bloody good thing. I know, so know. then I'd go around and I'd top up the rest of them to make, and it makes them look fresh because you know when the soil gets a little bit old? Yes. And you're just like, oh, that, and you kind of gets a little lichen or moldy and you're like, oh, I yep. need to top that, like freshen it up. Yes. Like a little spring clean. Yes.
1: I need to do that with my bay tree this year. Uh, if you do it in spring, it should be good all season. So if you want to, you can also trim the roots of your plants mm-hmm. instead of. Putting them in a bigger pot. It's when so you tip it on its side
0: yeah.
1: and pull it out of its pot and um, keep it on its side, and then you just trim off the lower quarter of the roots, and then pot it back up. Give it heaps of water. It's a great and idea. Really take care of it over the next few weeks.
0: Do you put in more soil at the bottom so it can grow yes. back into that soil? Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I only ever really plant annuals, and so. I never really have to deal with this, but I do have a bay tree and I want to get some more perennials uh, in pots. So I feel like this is just going to be very helpful for me personally.
0: Mm, It's great timing because it's a great job to do in spring at this time of year. Um, Immediate impact, mm -hmm. isn't it? And you can have it for now as like a spring gardening scene, but you can also plan now for what you would like in your summer pots. And that's what I think is the best thing about The container lifestyle, you might say. You can just change it up readily.
1: The container lifestyle. (laughs) I love it. So, we've got some inspo for plants that you might not have thought of because I think we're probably all used to going to the garden centre labour weekend Mm -hmm. and buying up stuff for our spring and for our late spring summer pots. And that's just usually like bedding plants, annuals, and then just chuck them at the end of the season. So, things that Yeah, I feel super inspired to plant more perennials in pots, Mm. and it's very expensive just to do annuals, but, uh, so my top ones that I never would have thought of are hostas. I, they would look amazing. Yes, and I saw some pictures of, like, a grouping, say, of five pots with, they all had different types of hostas in them, and they looked so good together. So lush. Yeah. You just have to keep on top of the slugs, probably. But also, I guess if you have them in a pot, you can just put that copper tape around the pot, yeah. and the slugs and the snails won't be able to get in. Uh, miscanthus for a dreamy, floaty kind of look. Uh, bamboo for height mm. and structure. Although
0: bamboo has gotten crazy expensive over the last couple of years, like shockingly. I was just going to say, with the miscanthus, I've been looking at some like different grasses, and most places at the moment are sold out of all the good ones. It's just my carrots is left. Oh, not interested. Thanks. Got enough of those.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, my next one is hardy banana, which I've already talked about. Dream plant really wants something one day. Our uh, ferns go really well in pots because they can tolerate. If you put them in a shady position, generally, because they like dry shade.
0: And year-round interest. Them. How good?
1: Yes. Yep. And fig trees. And apparently the fruit is better when the roots are restricted, which is amazing. And I was reading in my book that if you want to have the fig tree, so depending where you live, you might get a good crop. Mm. So say like my mum has really, she gets really good crops of figs and they have enough time to ripen up because she lives up on the hill in Christchurch and it's like a microclimate up there. It's a lot warmer up there. Whereas when we went to a pruning workshop, the secret gardens one. Uh, Greg was saying that in Christchurch, where we are, figs often, they'll, fig trees will grow heaps of fruit, but they just do not have the season, the long enough season yeah. to ripen properly. So they're often not that edible. So if you are growing a fig and wherever you live, you might be, because I just love the foliage of fig trees. I can say they're really that. beautiful. Yeah. And apparently in spring, if you give it a really hard prune, you'll get bigger leaves but less fruit. So if you're growing it for the foliage, give it a really good hard prune in spring. Cool. Top tip.
0: And how lush uh, are the leaves?
1: So, I love them. So cool. Uh, dahlias are good for pots. Pentstemon, which yeah. I love. Pentstemon. Yeah. Japanese maples, uh, buxis, viburnum, and lavender. Hmm. Because lavender actually likes really poor soil quality, so you don't have to look after them a lot in pots because they thrive on that shit.
0: Yeah, I love that. Um, and often they look really cool, like one whole pot of it, like in mass.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I was just going to add to your list with like classics that are different to bedding plants that I love, like conifers. Mmm, always look really cool. Um, yeah. Roses, but make sure that the patio varieties don't make the mistake I did and put a standard rose in a pot It will yes. slowly die. Yeah, they don't like it. Um, I think some of them we've all like, talked about, which is Bird of Paradise, and I put like olive and bay trees. Yes. Everyone into that. But some non-traditional ones I thought were the Euphorbia magenta, which I've yes. only just found out about. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like got really variegated leaves and like these small creamy flowers that look like oh, okay, a lace no, hydrangea. Oh my god, it's really cool. Um, ornamental kales. It's a bedding plant, but you know yes. they can actually last a long time, and they look really cool on mass, um, like planted really well. Like the foliage. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, fuchsias, which are really good for shady
1: spots. Yes, I actually have a fuchsia in a pot at the moment. I've just potted it into a oh, bigger pot. Stop. There you go. And who- but I pl- I did plant it into a quite a bigger pot. Oh, mummy, It's not thinking ready. it. Might- <laughs> it's over. It might be overwhelmed. <laughs> we'll wait and see. <laughs> um,
0: and Persian shield with the variegated leaves. So I reckon this would work well with a hosta because many hostas are variegated too. But. Instead of having like a broad leaf, rounded shape, it's got sort of like a narrower vein, like it's a longer leaf. Oh, yeah, and yeah. It, yeah. It, and they do quite well in a shady, tricky spot, too. So, yeah. Oh, i got different
1: textures. Textures. So, that is pretty much it for what we're going to talk about for containers tonight. But I feel like it's given me so much inspo. I'm definitely, definitely. Oh, I'll talk about what I'm going
0: to get. add. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, the thing that I really took my breath away when i saw a photo of it was all the hostas together yeah it looked so cool so yeah Mm -hmm. hope that has given people some inspo to try some other things out this year that that maybe they hadn't wouldn't have thought of yeah
0: just just being a little spicy just a little bit (laughs) out the box (laughs) just keeping it fresh Mm. what have you been up to in the garden i've been busy but it doesn't look like i've done much A lot of maintenance, Mm, a lot of caring, nurturing, really making, watering Mm. things in, making sure they're staying alive.
1: Yeah. Your mother nature herself. Yes. (laughs) Trees
0: and hedges and even the seedlings have a lot of work. Yes. (laughs) It's been a lot of mothering. But I did um, focus on my herb garden. And I've got some more um, herbs, some tarragon, thyme, and rosemary, which I almost couldn't believe that I was going to buy, but it was really cheap because, you know, you can just use cuttings. Yeah. And some chives. But it's made my little herb garden look so darn good. It's looking full, and I'm excited. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited for it. I know. And I even used some for dinner the other night, and it was Mm. thrilling is what I would describe it. Oh, my God, I love it. it. probably speaks volumes for my daily life that that was a high point for me
1: do you not think though that i mean it's not like i have a real exciting life either but i feel like for me getting herbs out of Mm. the garden for dinner is possibly one of the most
0: wholesome feelings i need my apron on call me at about
1: stop it (laughs) you're just like you're out there and doing it and you're like yes this is my life i'm providing Mm. i'm i'm collecting i'm gathering it's just it's part of who i
0: am it's just just taking me back to my like my work to the hunter gatherer i was the gatherer for the family Do you not feel
1: like it just feels so good I don't know why herbs in, particular, herbs in particular because I feel like I don't get this like I, I obviously love the feeling of harvesting vegetables from the garden as well but there is something about gathering herbs witchy it's witchy yes it's witchy that's what it is and it's an extra something it's not a necessary no. but it's just this little extra zing that you've got in your life and it's just I don't know I feel like I sound so sad <laughs>
0: I could use my herb scissors, and I was blending them up into a sauce later. Oh, you know, I really doubled it. down on the cutting. Are, have you started a food Instagram or what? <laughs> <laughs> I need to. with this guy. Kind of Hit me up. I'll follow you. <laughs> um, I got some hydrangea cuttings, and I have kept some in water, and some have gone into sand, and some have put in the ground straight away because I got about thirty of them. And I'm just the oh, all shit. white. Thirty. <laughs> so I'm just hoping for the best that some of them will grow. What if all of them do? Well then great. I've got space for them. <laughs> Sorry. And they're pure white ones, so I'm really excited. Mm. And I put most of them in that shady white garden. I haven't finished that garden bed, but I've made more progress. And I put a couple of dahlias in there because they'd already started sprouting. So I'm hoping nice. it's okay. It says from August on the packet. I've never cared oh, yeah. so much before about them, as we know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I know. I'm hoping. Oh, and I bought some um, snow in summer ground cover to put in. Just to cover up some patches, I'm yep. hoping that I've 100% been influenced from Instagram, like Kiwi Gardeners, to use that <laughs> Tui Organic Seed Raising Mix, and I went to to 10 Mega, and I was like, mm, it's a little more pricey, but I thought, okay. Oh my God, how much was that? It was $17 for this big 20 litre bag, but I thought... That, oh, that's not too yeah, bad. Yeah, I thought that was really reasonable, it was a special yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. I actually will get it, and it's like pure gold wrapped in plastic." Bala. It. Oh my god. It was it, the texture of it was so different. Kudos to Tui because that last brand I had a lot of bark. Whereas these had like vermiculite and all sorts all through it. Oh like, my god. And like, oh, fertilizer. It was really it, it. just felt and looked. Yeah. Expensive is what I want to say. Yeah. And how's your germinating? Well. So the last lot I showed Greer, was very hit and miss, and I think it just goes to show spend money on the seed raising mix because it's only been like a few days, I'd say just under a week, and they've already have got some flower seeds that have germinated. Oh, God. The veggies came up, so it's worth it. Whereas the scabiosa in the last mix, which you would think would be quite easy to go, hasn't even struck. So the rest of the seeds. I have planted, so I'm hoping they'll come up. They haven't come up yet, but, yeah, the anterionums, the bishop firm, the salvia, and then I put in three lots of cosmos, and the cosmos haven't come up yet. So I'm hoping that they'll be okay. I think I'm just going to
1: have to – you've influenced me. I'm going to have to get some. You wait till you feel the texture of it.
0: It wasn't dry, but it wasn't wet already in the bag, whereas the last seed-raising mix that I had – it was quite dry, like I had to water it down before I even started using it. Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. So, Korea, what have you been up to? Well,
1: I've sowed a shit ton of seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, not great at strike rates. I mean, yeah. I think this is my issue. So, the flowers I have issues with. The veggies are all pretty much fine um the flowers i sewed was all layer white lace lady yeah. uh none of that's come up night scented stock all of that's come up ornamental carrots has gone great my gomfrina has gone great i've got a couple of enterrinums have come up my larkspur are chilling in the fridge and wet vermiculites Ooh. so they would have been in there nearly two weeks now so i think this weekend i can take them out and pop them up uh and then the veggies i sewed was lettuce mescaline, beetroot, French beans, sugar snap peas. Oh, yum. And then, so they've all pretty much come out, except. oh my God, okay, this is the dangers of raising oh. plants from seed. It's bloody tough out there. So had heaps of lettuce come up.
0: Yeah.
1: And then... There was a really sunny day and they're in the greenhouse and i got home and everything was looking a little bit dry and i was like oh good and i quickly watered everything down but the lettuce was gone it's just, <laughs> just like all that. of the baby plants were gone it was too much too dry for them they just shriveled up and died so like it's sometimes i'm out there like if it's super if it's been a warm sunny day i have to water them at night and in the morning because otherwise i'll get home from work and they'll all be dry so Uh, it's just it's been a time but that's okay
0: uh you're growing some tough babies you
1: know yeah there's been hard love hard love mother mother's working overtime for you guys and sometimes i feel like they don't appreciate me Mm. but that's okay Uh, i planted out all my sweet peas which was exciting and i moved a rose to the new bed from where the hedge had come out and the next day it was super droopy but it bounced back the next day so i was really happy with that when i saw that it was all droopy and sad i was like oh god i've really fucked this up (laughs) but i haven't it's okay (laughs) yeah and that's that's it oh and i moved the fuchsia which i've already talked about and what rose was it my Desdemona. Demona, it's a David Austin. I know she's my, like, my, probably my second favourite I've gotten. Um, but it was just planted way too close to a peony that I had planted. So, also I've got flower buds on my peonies. Oh my god, that's so exciting. Mine had just come up. Oh, but they're way behind yours. Yeah, I was not expecting them to flower this year because I feel like everybody's always told me that peonies mm. are really, uh, like sulky and temperamental, and if you're moving them. So I just planted that tuber. They must love it in
0: autumn.
1: It yeah, I guess so. Maybe it's that compost that's gone. And oh my god! So as I've been digging and moving things around, mm. you would not believe the level of worm action I've been finding. And it's all to do with that compost i reckon has. It, it so way heavily like 10 centimeters at least mulched the whole garden with compost and not only did it keep all the weeds away mm. in winter the weeds are starting to come up now because i've kind of been digging in the garden but it's still not even that bad and there's just so many words well, weight and
0: gold literally
1: literally yeah it's so good so, yeah. But that's what I have been up You've to in the garden. Busy. But I have been. But what
0: are you going to get up to in the garden? This pot episode couldn't be timed better because I found I – put, I put in a rose that I had in a pot into the garden. Mm. So I've finally done that. And so I've got three super large pots of the same sort of colouring that I really want to um, nice. use up. And I would like to have them as – really lush, I don't want any colour I just want green yep. so I want a citrus and the other two, I'm not she- sure exactly what sort of foliage I'm going to do so I just need to get on to that I need to get some more uh, carochias because I've started my hygiene, I took cuttings of it as well so I'm hoping that they might come away too, that mm-hmm. Genties green um, to finish off in front of my like standard roses and as Grace's suggestion for my white garden getting some garra, I've been looking. There is no gowra. <laughs> I went to Major Mega and Bunny. So just two places and oh, Do you know <laughs>
1: Do you know what it'll be though? Because Gara goes completely to ground in winter.
0: And so there's nothing. And gowra?
1: so I reckon there won't be anything up out of the ground yet and up out of the pots and I don't reckon they'll sell it until it's Do you reckon like got like twenty centimetres on it?
0: Maybe December, November
1: berry. I, I definitely bought some in spring, but maybe just not this early. Well, yeah, that makes nah, you feel, feel better. So, yeah.
0: I yeah, I think it will look really nice because it's going to just give mm. that soft edge in the garden. Yep.
1: Yeah. Mm, such a good plant. My oh, God, I love it. Oh,
0: and again... I've killed
1: mine. Oh, yeah, Because <laughs> I divided it. the most it.
0: ginormous one you've ever got.
1: I know. So I dug it up and divided it. Got three out of it. Yeah. And then planted one the dog dug it up (laughs) uh one of them just never grew i think i'd just been too harsh with Mm. it and then the other one was growing and i had to move it because we planted the trees and it's died it didn't like the (laughs) double it didn't like the double move no no mother was too hard on Mm. it so uh, mother is very sad about it, but um, I'll just buy I'll buy a new one because I love it. And, and they're not expensive, so... Nah.
0: Um, and we only trimmed one lot of pittosporums. We've got so many more. Like, I've been busy, but you just can't see where we've been, it feels like, mm, with yeah. the trimming and weeding to do. I need to get a big trailer of bark, which I was hoping to leave until later in summer, but... I think to get on top of some of the weeds, we need to do it in the next weekend or so. And it will finish off another garden area um, that I put those hedging in. I'm going to get some more um, pittosporums and stuff to put in there. As a side note, if anyone is at a loss this weekend on Boys Road are having a plant sale their nursery, and they've got a $1 bargain bins for their um, shrubberies.
1: Oh, when you said if anyone um, is at a loose end this weekend I thought you were going to invite people to come help you bark your garden
0: I mean that too <laughs> and I mean I wouldn't say no um, I also got some sedum um, clumps from my mother-in-law and I need to plant them out on this grass bank and they've been sitting in brown paper bags for a week and I haven't even watered mm. them and they are going strong, they are hardy, they want to live, they want to be oh my in mother's gosh. garden. I respect that. I respect that me. so much. So, I'm thinking that with the red vitinea, with them with orangey-red in summer, that it might look quite nice amongst the grasses. Yeah.
1: Nice. So, yeah. What are you going to do, Greg? God. Graham? You've got a lot to do. Um, I also... <laughs> I mean... I need to sow more seeds. Oh, lol. (laughs) It's just like, never ending. (laughs) Uh, I need to repot my tomato seedlings. They're all getting too big for their punnets, so I need to put them up into bigger pots. I need to weed, which seems like a really dud job, but I guess it's just that time of the year, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Uh, I still need to paint the picket fence this weekend. So those are kind of my short-term this weekend jobs. And then... Also, I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed by the garden at the moment. There's just a lot to do. And I feel like because I've had other stuff going on in my life, which is like cool stuff, but I have my brain hasn't been focused. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I just am finding it quite hard to focus on the garden. So I was messaging Jack today when I was at work and we're going to together just go through and make a list of all the things that kind of need to happen in the garden in the next couple of months. So that I can start to kind of feel a bit more in control of it.
0: Yeah, I know. I think that's great because having that plan just, like, eases everything, right? Immediate,
1: immediate pressure <sighs> off, eh? yeah, it. Like, so, yeah, because you're like, I know it's
0: going to happen, but often when you're out in the garden you see something that needs doing, and you're like, that yes. isn't even what I came out to do. When am I going to do that? Yeah, and you so. end up getting
1: so distracted and yeah. going on all these little jobs that you just didn't even plan on doing, yeah. So that would be really good. Oh, and we, oh my God, I forgot to even say we got outdoor furniture.
0: Oh, I only know this, but I need to talk to you about because... Someone told me. Was it me? No. I knew you were going to go look at it but you hadn't viewed it yet. Oh yeah yeah. But someone told me that you got it.
1: Yes, we got it. I'm so excited for you. No, it was really exciting and I feel like a whole new world has opened up for me with in terms of enjoying the garden. Yes.
0: You can actually lounge.
1: Yes. So I did that on I think Sunday it was. I'd done some potting up, I'd done some sewing and then I just like kind of like lounged on there and the dog was on there and the cat was on there with me and we just had a bloody great time i loved it sounds thrilling actually it was really nice so drinking head a
0: couple of snacks
1: honestly i was really pumped about it and i loved it
0: yeah
1: it is exciting
0: so tell me what what are you looking to buy so i
1: am now that i'm found out about this, this fig tree situation. Yeah. I'm obsessed. I really want <laughs> one. So <laughs> I that's going to be a purchase that I'm going to make at, in
0: the next couple of months. Yeah, I'm know, really definitely. pumped to see how you work that and how good it looks. Yeah. I'm really to be influenced add, by you when you do it.
1: Yeah. I reckon it could
0: just add so much to a garden. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. What about you? I would like to sort out the pot situation. So definitely a citrus and need to actually hone in on what I want in those other pots for the backpack deck. Mm. And I'm obsessed with this um, Pierre de Ronsard rose that is like a a cream and it's got like Mm. pink outer edges and it's a climber. It's a super vigorous climber. Yes, you showed me a picture of this. And I love it so much. It's always – I seem to be drawn to it all the time on Instagram. So Mm. I'm excited – because South Pacific Roses, if anyone else is interested, have got some for November delivery. I emailed them about it because I did not believe the website banner that they had at the top describing this. <laughs> <laughs> they, they sent me a real short reply. Yes, it's available. <laughs> as per our website. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, sometimes, as Green knows, you go to a garden place looking for a Virginia oh. and it's not there. Take it off your website, guys. <laughs> so I didn't have a space for it, so I was really excited. Then I was like, oh, I'm not going to get it because we're only going to put it. And then I've had this complete brainwave of where I'm going to put it, by my woodshed because I'm going to plan to put a climber, like an ornamental grape at some point at one end.
1: Damn. Feeling great about the process. Yes. And this is the thing about when you move into a new house is – You live in it for a little while, you like ruminate on Mm. things and the idea, the right ideas will come to you. Yeah. So
0: I'm super excited about that. So it's the first thing for that area, which probably won't be done, but I was like, I'm going to get that rose. So it's a start. Oh, love it. Mm, Right. So that's another thrilling episode on containers for you from us.
1: (laughs) We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, it's definitely it makes you think a little bit more about your pots and, yeah, just above, over and above the standards that you'd kind of put in a pot.
0: Yeah, and if anyone manages to plant up some baked bean tins, I want to see it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it too. <laughs> Tell me how many you need to plant of rocket
0: to get a salad. Well, i have going to find the Jamie Oliver's post, probably got one somewhere okay i'm all <laughs> eyes and ears about this but yeah as usual send us all your container ideas or photos of what you've been up to and uh, mm. what you're gonna find in your containers this season
1: yeah give us some info mm. uh,
0: and thanks for listening bye bye